Hey, hey, this is Tracy Austin with Mental Fitness Matters. This show is designed to provide people with tips, strategies, and solutions to improve your mental fitness. This is Mental Fitness Matters. Hey, hey, happy Thursday, everybody. You are listening to Mental Fitness Matters. I am your host, Tracy Austin, and this is WSIC Radio. Happy Thursday. I hope everyone out there is having a great week. I am super excited about today's show as I'm going to be talking about the importance of sleep and the negative impact that the lack of sleep and stress can have on your brain. Um, There is some fascinating research out there that I cannot wait to get into. Um, But I want to start today's show off with a question for you guys that I really want you to begin to think about as we go through this show. Uh, What is your sleep quality like? What is your sleep quality like? Would you consider yourself a good sleeper? Is it easy for you to go to sleep, stay asleep? And do you normally wake up feeling refreshed and restored? Or are you someone who has a hard time going to sleep, possibly having interruptions during your sleep and sometimes wake up feeling tired and exhausted? These are just a a few important questions that I want you guys to begin to, to pay attention to. A lot of times we get a lot of signals and signs that we sometimes ignore, but those are some of the things that I want you to begin to ask yourself and pay close attention to because your sleep has an impact on your performance. Um, We all have heard the saying before, sleep is super important. And guys, it really is. This is really where all the good stuff takes place. This is when our brain and our body does most of its recovery, healing, restorative parts of the things that we need for us to function at our best. Short to long-term memory consolidation happens when we sleep. Our brains clean out the plaque that leads to brain aging challenges. So quality sleep is necessary. And over time, a lack of sleep and stress can have a negative impact on your brain health and brain performance. There was a research study done by Ohio State University that showed that a lack of sleep and stress can cause symptoms that resemble a concussion. They can cause symptoms that resemble a concussion. When I saw that, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so serious. When you think about how serious and how important sleep is, if it can cause symptoms that resemble a concussion, I I thought about it that time. I want to bring this topic to the table today so that we can begin to learn more about why sleep is so important, but also have ways to improve our sleep quality. According to the CDC, which is the Center for Disease Control, insufficient sleep is a public health epidemic. And in America, 70 percent of adults report that they obtain insufficient sleep at least one night a month. And 11 percent of report insufficient sleep every single night. And I can only imagine what the numbers will look like post covid. Uh, So on today's show, I'm going to talk about symptoms and the damage that come from a lack of sleep and stress. Some tips on what to do and what not to do to improve your sleep quality. And a tool that you can begin to use to fix some of the damage that may have been caused due to a lack of sleep. And so let's go ahead and get into the show today, guys. I want to go back to that initial question that I asked you, because this is going to be the foundation of everything that you do to really begin to create an optimal sleep level for yourself. Going back to the question about what is your quality of sleep like, you're going to have to start to really increase your self-awareness, right? Because we are getting messages all the time. So you want to start to pay attention that if you've had a poor night's sleep, when you woke up the next day, what was your mood like? What was your focus like? 
Did you feel foggy? Were you irritable? Did you feel more stressed? These are important mile markers and indicators that you want to begin to pay attention to because sleep is not a one size fits all program. All right. Everybody has a different sleep pattern, different sleep schedule. And so if you've ever heard someone say, I'm not a morning person or I'm more of a night owl, there's a lot of truth to that. Everyone has a master biological clock ticking away on the inside of their brain. But unlike a normal clock, not everyone's biological clock keeps the same time or even the same pace. So some people are meant to be more productive in the morning than at night and vice versa. So don't beat yourself up if you feel like your your time is off, your schedule is off, you're not being as productive. If you're not an early riser, it's okay. Everybody is wired literally differently. So the important thing here is to become more aware of what you need in terms of feeling more productive so that you can begin to create an optimal schedule for you. And we'll talk about that. Um, and for those of you just tuning in for the very first time, uh, this is the Mental Fitness Matter Show. And if you don't know quite my background, I am a licensed professional mental health pr- counselor. I'm also board certified in bio and neurofeedback. And at our offices, we spend most of our days doing brain maps and brain training to help people improve their brain performance. And so I know firsthand when people are answering that question about sleep quality, that people are finding themselves on both ends of that spectrum. We have some clients who feel like they sleep great. They have pretty consistent sleep schedules and habits. They feel like they wake up refreshed and restored. But we also have some clients on the other end of the spectrum where they feel like they don't get enough sleep. They wake up, they're tired, they're exhausted, they're irritable. And then we have some people in the middle where they say, you know what? I think I sleep pretty good. I get to between six and eight hours of sleep, but sometimes I still wake up feeling exhausted. And a lot of times we respond to that by it's not about the quantity I mean, it's not about how long you're sleeping, guys. It's really about the quality. When you start to recognize that you can lay in bed for 10 hours at a time, but if you're getting up and you still feel exhausted and you're not getting into the deepest stages and the restorative cycles of sleep, then that's still considered insufficient. And over time, that has a tremendous negative impact on your brain health and brain functioning. And that research that was done by the Ohio State University It suggests that a lot of people right now are walking around and going through life with symptoms that are related to a concussion, that resemble a concussion. And those symptoms look like fatigue, low energy, drowsiness, frequent migraines, anxiety, loss of concentration and memory, trouble finding words, dizziness. So think about that. How many people are walking around with symptoms that are very similar to that? What if we're what if we're all kind of sleep deprived in some way or another? Right. So we've got to pay attention. Um, they did a national study that between 11 percent and 27 percent of healthy college athletes with no history of a recent concussion reported combinations of symptoms that met the criteria for post concussion syndrome. Among the nearly 31 percent, I mean, among the nearly 31,000 student athlete surveys, three factors stood out as most likely, which were lack of sleep pre-existing mental health problems and stress. And when they looked at how these symptoms could negatively impact someone's performance, they recognized that a lack of sleep can take a toll not only on your physical health, but your mental health. So guys, we really got to begin to take a pause. Um, We got to really begin to look at before we continue to decide to sacrifice our sleep, because that's what we do. We sacrifice our sleep every single day. We say, I'm going to finish one more project 
I'm going to watch one more episode on my Netflix series. I'm going to read one more chapter of that book. I'm going to stay up a little bit longer, play that video game. Some people say, you know what, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Before we decide to continue to sacrifice our sleep, we have to really begin to think about this is having major decline on our brain health. Okay, we're pushing ourselves to the limit. We're burning our both ends of the candle. So we have to really take sleep more seriously um, because it prevents our immune system from building the necessary forces to protect us against diseases like diseases and illnesses like COVID. It has an impact on our brain functioning, which causes things like impulsive behavior, anxiety, depression, memory issues, poor decision making, exhaustion, trouble handling and regulating your emotions. And you can be prone to more accidents and injuries. And it also has an uh, impact on how we're able to lose weight, weight fluctuation. So sleep is so important for us to be able to regulate our body. All right. So it's super important that we begin to make sleep a priority and stop sacrificing our sleep for other things, because in the long run, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. And so with the research coming out, showing what this real impact is, it's going to make us start to take a second look. So the question is, guys, how do we get more sleep? How do we get better sleep? Not necessarily more, but how do we improve our sleep quality? Right. Because we're busy. So when you think about this, we're busy people. We always feel like there's not enough time going on in the day. Um, you want to get one more thing done. And for some people, nighttime or the time that you get alone may be the only time that you have to kind of get some things done. So you stay up a little bit longer. There's on and on and on reasons why we continue to sacrifice our sleep. But we got to start to implement strategies to set ourselves up for success. So I'm going to give you guys a couple tips that you can start right now to really begin to assess where you are in regards to your sleep quality and sleep health. But start creating behaviors and patterns that are going to allow you to be set up for opportunities to be successful here. And I'm going to give you guys a couple brief tips, but this topic can go on and on and on. So I think I will do another show about this to incorporate some more things here. But the very first tip that I want to give you guys, we got to start with creating a consistent time around our bedtime and around our waking time. Consistency matters here. It's more important to be consistent on the waking time. But if you can be begin to create some healthy habits around the times that you're going to sleep, but also around the times that you're waking up. And I know for some, this may be difficult to do, but it's super, super important. Even if you find yourself going to sleep around 11 p.m. or midnight, be consistent, be consistent. I know a lot of times we feel like, you know what, I can put that sleep off. I can just make up, make up for sleep over the weekend and sleep in a little extra. Don't do that. A lot of times what happens is your body, it gets confused. It's not sure if you're wanting it to lay down and rest or wake up and be productive. So you want to create some consistent habits around your going to bedtime and your waking time. Remember, everything is training. Everything we're doing, guys, is giving our brain a message about what we want it to do. So we're training our brain and our body on how to perform. So what you want to begin to do, once you create this consistent schedule, you are reinforcing your brain's circadian rhythm, which is our brain's sleep and wake cycle. You're reinforcing that behavior, okay? That loves the consistent process of what we're doing. It loves consistency. So you want to be as consistent as possible. This will help improve your sleep quality. And this is going to help your body and brain regulate our systems, which will improve your memory and improve your focus. So tip number one, create a consistent bedtime and waking time. 
If bedtime is difficult, make sure you're consistently trying to wake up at the same time each day so that your brain and body can get in the habit of doing so. Okay. Your brain is a sending and receiving mechanism. You're providing information all the time. So make sure you're providing it the information that you want it to continue. All right. Tip number two. And this one may be a difficult one for some people. I want you guys to try to stop caffeine intake by 2 p.m. And I can hear some people right now because I'm a coffee fan. I love my black coffee, especially in the morning. Getting my cup of black coffee is super important. But you really want to begin to cut that off by 2 p.m., guys, because we know caffeine. Yes, it's a performance enhancer. It's a stimulant. But caffeine has a half-life between six to eight hours. It has a half-life between six to eight hours. So you want to give your body enough time to flush that out of its system. And so it's not interfering with your sleep quality. And I know some people, I can hear it in my head right now. I can hear it in my head right now. Some people are saying, you know what, Tracy, I can drink coffee at nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, an hour before I go to bed, and it has no effect on me. That may be true, but it does have more of an effect than you realize, because what's happening is you may be so sleep deprived that you don't even know, and it doesn't even bother you anymore, number one. Or number two, you're not necessarily getting into the deeper stages of sleep. Throughout the work that we do every single day, we place little sensors or electrodes on the scalp and we can record and monitor brain activity. And so if we were to place electrodes on your scalp to see your brain's activity, we would notice that you're probably hanging out around stage one and stage two as it relates to the sleep cycle. You're not getting into the deeper stages, REM sleep. You're not getting into the deeper stages, which are necessary for the restorative pieces of sleep to happen for you. So if you're drinking caffeine or you're consuming caffeine really late at night, you may think that it has no effect, no impact. But long term, guys, it really does. It's keeping your brain awake. It's not allowing the restorative healing process to happen. So you want to try, if possible, to cut that caffeine intake off by 2 p.m. All right. Tip number three, don't underestimate the power of light. Don't underestimate the power of light. Exposure to all colors of light helps control our natural sleep and wake cycle, again, which is known as our circadian rhythms. Um, So when you think about light, I want to give you a, a tip on how to use light going to bed, but also how to use light when you're waking up. All right. Let's talk about going to bed first. Light exposure, when you think about bedtime, a lot of times if you have a lot of lights going on or you're playing uh, the TV at night or you got video games going on, that exposure is stopping and preventing the brain's natural production of melatonin. All right. Melatonin is the hormone that produces when our brain produces when our responding to darkness. So when it gets dark out, our brain naturally produces the hormone called melatonin. So if we have lights on, whether that's from your video game, your cell phone, your TV, or just natural light, that's going to prevent melatonin from being produced. So what you want to do is try to make your environment as dark as possible, right? A lot of times our cell phones and devices nowadays have a mode in which you can kind of turn that darkness off, uh, that blue light. You can kind of start investing in things that kind of block that blue light. You want to make sure that that's not on because that is causing your brain to decide to wake up. It's not able to produce the melatonin that it needs to help you go to sleep. So it's thinking that you want it to be active and awake. So it's going to be important that you try to create darkness. All right. Whether that's getting some blackout curtains or wearing an eye mask, whatever you need to do to try to create some darkness, that's going to help. Okay. 
So a lot of times if our technology is emitting that blue light, that's going to keep us up and cause some additional sleep problems. So at nighttime, try to create as much of a dark space as possible to prevent that light from coming in um, or dim the brightness on your technology and also stop technology uses around an hour before bedtime. Remember, everything that you're doing is sending a message to your brain and your body. And if you are up on your cell phone, on the video games, watching TV, you're telling your brain to be active, to be alert, to work. If we were to place those sensors on your scalp, your brain is in a more activated state, beta. It's trying to focus. It's trying to perform. That's not what you're wanting it to do. So you want to make sure you're giving it the right messages. You want to start to train your brain on how to slow down and do what it naturally does more consistently for you. Okay. So that's the tip for going to bed, create darkness. All right. For waking up again, don't underestimate the power of light there. Uh, this is when you want to let the light in. So when you wake up, try the best as possible, especially if you're a person that kind of wakes up and you're slow to get started. You feel a little foggy. Um, let in that natural sunlight. This is super important. You want to know that sunlight It resets the circadian clock and turns off the melatonin production. So just like darkness produces melatonin in the brain, sunlight goes ahead and turns off that melatonin production. So that's going to allow you to feel more alert, more focused, going to get you going throughout the day. So make sure for at least 15 to 20 minutes, open up your blinds, turn the lights on, let as much light in as possible, natural light as possible to get your brain activated and ready. Um, So if you're noticing that you're having a hard time in the morning getting started, try to just give yourself 15 to 20 minutes of some natural light to see if that helps stop the production of melatonin, gets the circadian rhythm flowing and allows you to reset and kind of wake up more productive for you. Create a consistent schedule around that as well to start to pay attention to how you're feeling uh, with that once that's happening. Tip number four. Exercise, guys. We all know exercise is super important to our overall health and wellness, um, but it's not just about what we're doing. It's about when we're doing it. All right. So there's been studies that show the time in which we're exercising could have an impact on our sleep. There was a study done that morning exercises on average spend more time in the deepest, most anabolic stages of sleep. They are tending to sleep longer. They tend to have more efficient sleep cycles. And remember, that's important. We've got to go through the cycles of sleep. It's not just about laying down. You want to make sure you go through all the cycles of sleep so that your quality improves. And they have 25% greater drop in blood pressure in the evening compared to working out at other times. So if you're somebody who's exercising and you're finding it difficult, especially if you're getting your workout in at night and you're finding it difficult for you to shut off, because sometimes people who work out at night, they're pumped up, they're ready to go. Maybe finding it hard to kind of shut your brain off and go to sleep. See if it's possible to do at least five to 10 minutes of something active in the morning to see if that has a um, shift in terms of how you're able to lay down and go to sleep at night. So just switch your times up just a little bit. All right. Switch your times to see uh, if that's something that's going to be helpful for you when you're trying to lay down and go to sleep. So, again, that tip for exercise Figuring out the time in which works works best for you. If you're a morning workout person, that seems to work good for you. If you're an evening workout person and that's not working so well, see if you can switch your time to notice your sleep quality changing. All right. 
and a tool that I think you guys can really benefit from something that especially for my for local people, if you're in the Charlotte, Cornelius, Mooresville area, um, what we do for one of my companies for both of my companies, actually, but Mental Edge Fitness Solutions is located in Cornelius inside of Champion Sports Performance a tool that you guys can begin to use today to literally begin to assess where you are as it relates to your brain functioning, but also how well you're able to power down and go to sleep. Um, We offer solutions that map your brain, that gives us an idea on how your brain's functioning. So whether you have sleep issues or whether you've had a concussion or head injury, we can actually see the impact of what's that, what's that's doing to your brain as it relates to focus, sleep, anxiety, memory, stress, we can take a picture of what your brain is doing in real time. And then we can begin to help train your brain to improve its performance. So whether you're someone seeking better sleep quality, or whether you're someone looking to improve symptoms related to brain injury and concussion, we have solutions that can help you. Uh, Just like exercising your body is great for your sleep, guys, we got to start to exercise the muscle that's responsible for everything we do, which is our brain. As we're learning more and more information about the importance of our brain health and our overall health and wellness, we got to begin to take care of this organ that's taking care of us. Think about all of our devices that we use, like technology, computers, your cell phone. Every single one of them has a sleep mode or a reset mode or a power off mode. Every single one of them. Because our computers and our technologies are constantly receiving and sending information. Your brain is doing the same thing. It's constantly receiving and sending information, processing information. We're on the go 24-7. So this is the one thing that we're using over and over again, but we're not really stopping to allow it to rest. And then when we allow it to rest, we really don't really allow it to do that because we're skipping and misusing our sleep cycles. We're sacrificing our sleep to get one more thing done. So brain training and peak performance training, the things that we do at Mental Edge Fitness Solutions allows you to really exercise your brain in a way that it's not going to be as active as a physical workout. You're literally just sitting in front of a computer screen getting feedback on your brain performance. But this is a tool that you can begin to use that's non-invasive, that's a natural way for your brain to reset to power up and also power down. You're going to learn what it feels like to shut your mind off. We have so many clients that uh, say that I didn't even know that I wasn't getting a good quality sleep until I started sleeping. They didn't even know that they weren't sleeping well until they started sleeping. Um, So being able to sleep and shut down and using technology, a lot of times right now, there's a lot of technology out tracking your sleep, which is great. Uh, There's more and more devices coming out showing you how often you're getting into the deeper stages of sleep. And now there's technology that we use in our office to not only show you what your sleep quality is like, but to train you and to improve it and get into deeper stages of sleep so that you can get up and do what your brain and body's designed to do. All right. Um, And it's a cool thing about our programs is we can help you identify and create things that work for you. So think about brain training as an option. Feel free to visit TracyAustin.com and you'll see my company's information there to see if that would be a service or a tool that may be beneficial for you. And I want to continue conversation around this topic. I'm going to do another show on sleep because another area that we didn't get into today, um, temperature regulation is another form of being able to start hacking ways to improve your sleep. Your body temperature matters, right? Your environment matters. 
We're going to talk about that as well. We're going to have another show where we talk about the environment. What's your environment set up like and how is that having an influence on your sleep? Your food choices matter. There are certain foods that you can begin to eat right before bedtime and throughout the day um, that allow you to slow your brain down and, and produce what it needs to so that you can get into more of a calm, relaxed state. And we're going to also talk about tools like meditation and visualization, things that you can begin to incorporate into your sleep regimen, your sleep routine to really train your brain on how to shut off, relax and restore. Um, We'll do that on another show. Guys, today's show was really about trying to give you some tips on how to improve your sleep quality so that you can improve your overall brain health. Recap tip number one, be consistent. Tip number two, shut off caffeine before 2 p.m. Tip number three was more about light exposure, being able to make sure that light is being used. Tip number four, exercise, finding the time that works best for you. And tool number five, come train your brain with us at Mental Edge Fitness Solutions inside of Champion Sports Performance. Make sure that you're using your brain in the best way that you can. I want my Mental Fitness Matters community to go out and shine bright like the stars that you are. Have a great day. See you next week. Joining us today on Mental Fitness Matters. Tune in every Thursday at 8.30 a.m. to 9 a.m. for more tips, tools, strategies, and solutions that will help you reach your peak mental fitness. My name is Tracy Austin, and you've been listening to Mental Fitness Matters. 